2: Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free In terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Danilo's free. And he goes to get
1: First time we've seen them
0: attack them, and they're Well, that's what I wanted to say. Trailer on
2: Hello. Welcome back to the red side of the trend on the same day as Forest beat High Fly in Aston Villa 2 0 thanks to goals from Ola Aina and Oral Mangala. Christian Brown is off, has been gallivanting this weekend in Krakow, uh, so it's just me, Reese Lane, and Lee Clark joining me as, as usual. Um, just before I wanted to get into the game, guys, and everything, um, I just wanted to mention uh, Caden story, the young lad who obviously done the last post. Um, and I thought like how proud we all are of him and stuff for coming out just to do it in, initially. Uh and we know it didn't go well, but fair play to both Villa and, and Forest players to go in and like consolidate him and, and fair play for Cooper and the club to invite him down to the training ground. And I hope he gives it another go at some point. It doesn't dent his confidence too much. I mean, thirteen years old, imagine coming out to do that. I mean, we wouldn't have had any of the bollocks to do that. So fair play to you, young man. Um great by the crowd as well, Villa and, and Forest. So Fair play to him. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll crack on next time, mate. Don't worry about it. But Reese, let's get into the game line-up. Uh, everyone's been debating whether Tyrone would start. He did. Um, and a change of formation, obviously, back to 4-3-3 at home. Um, Harry Toffolo getting his place back at left-back in place of Willy Bolly. And Sergio Aurea's dropping out for Tyrone. Um, it makes us so much better immediately, doesn't it?
3: yeah because you know Tyra's that focal point point and i'm seeing as we haven't had a slept on it for this episode i'm going to go as far as saying he's probably his most important player to be honest because when he's not in the team we're, we're nowhere near as good as a unit in my opinion um people might disagree with that but that, that's my opinion and it showed because he's literally a handful for anybody in um so yeah but in, in regards to the team um is it Vlaka Dimos? Is, that, is that I'm going Oh to yes, we've got some mention of
2: Vlaka Dimos yeah. I mean, oh, in as well. He in.
3: I won't steal when Mike, because you might ask Leon player performance and that, but he come in and rightly so. I think we all agreed on that. And um, I think I think looking at the team before the game, I think everyone seemed pretty optimistic, didn't we? Because like we said, we had Tyro back, and we've got that solid three again for me in the midfield. And yeah, I was I was. <laughs> it's easy to say because we won the game, but I I was optimistic before the game and. As I said on the pod last week, I was I was really looking forward to the game. I, I thought it would be a bit of a ding-dong, and it was, really.
2: Well, what, what did you make of... I mean, Lee, you can jump in on this, because I've seen you wrote it on Twitter, about two left-button centre-halves. I mean, I I squashed this the other week when I thought Nir and and Murillo should play together if, if Willy Bolly was going to get dropped out of it, though I don't think he's deserved it. But I, I don't think that there's a problem with that, is there?
4: No, there isn't a problem at all. I think if you remotely understand football, you know that there's no problem with it. Um, I think we've said it before on this podcast with other players, it, pr- when you're in players as a Premier League football club, they're typically going to be capable of adapting to different situations. And the fact that they might favour their left foot doesn't necessarily mean that they're only going to get minutes if it means playing on the left of a two. It just doesn't work like that. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of... I'm sure there must be clubs all over. I mean left foot and center halves are quite rare aren't they, but we seem to have three of them. Um but yeah, I mean it, there's no problem with it at all. Why would the think how stupid it sounds? How many clubs play with two right-footed center halves? It, it probably loads, probably hundreds. Um so yeah, there's no problem at all and thankfully that uh, that little myth that some people wanted to to create has kind of been dispelled today I think.
2: Yeah, well, I'm going to stick with you, Lee, because you must have had a great goal for the start of it. What a hit by Ola Aino. I was not expecting that at all. And and good play down the left-hand side. Um, to talk us through it from your point of view.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's one of them goals where when you've scored it, you kind of just, you sit back and you say, how easy was that? Um, it's just a decent ball. Alanga puts the burners on. I mean, how many people have made Matty Cash look that slow before? Yeah. Um, Again, don't watch him every week in the Prem, so some filler fans might tell me that that happens quite often. But Matty Cash isn't a slouch, is he? Let's face it. So, um, yeah, he, he broke away. Uh, nice little pass to Toffolo, who, I mean, his ball was was into an area, I suppose. Um, and, and we've just got fortunate that it's it's come on to, to Ina. And it's such a good finish. I think I've read that Clinton Morrison said it's it's one of the hardest finishes to kind of do from that distance out to, to almost side foot it into the bottom corner. Um Yeah, I think it's nice to see someone else chipping in with a goal as well, to be fair. I think when we are a little bit short of attacking options at the moment, if other players in the team can... I think one of the pleasing aspects of today is that two players who aren't really renowned for getting on the score sheet of come up trumps and scored. um so yeah lovely finish and uh, it's just good to see a fullback that's willing to get into an attacking area i think that's uh, such a modern day thing and if we can if we can get our fullbacks doing that more often then then long may that continue. Well,
2: that, that seemed to be our trademark um in the championship didn't it like just get mm-hmm. get to the byline uh, ball across the box so we did it a few times throughout this season i mean domingo's got his feet wrong last week but Reese we're going to talk about Jared Gillett and his team for the rest of that first half. And then Lee, obviously, you're going to chip in here at, at some point, I'm, I'm sure. But so oh, many offsides and like abrupt decision-making from Gillett. Where, which I don't mind if you haven't got the technology, but there were so many times where it was really tight. So I was really surprised by that. And then the, the one decision I, I do want to touch on is... His his decision to give an immediate free kick on Bubakar Camara when Dominguez nicks the ball from him and was through basically. I mean, I was I was completely baffled by that to be honest.
3: Yeah, that that is probably one year where you might have said, would he allowed the play to continue and then gone to VAR to see if it was a foul because. Yeah, I haven't seen that back. It wasn't. I've just quickly watched some highlights and that wasn't on it. And I think you'll probably struggle to find that unless you watch the full game back. So I would like to see that again. It was just the consistency for me. Mate. I put this on my personal Twitter. It, it seemed as if every time offside for Forrest, a flag was straight up. And there was one that was wrongly up for as well. So the, the, the linesman's just guessing, isn't he, really? And then every time... They a lot of the time stuck it to the back post with Digner on the left, who looked offside at my end a few times in the second half, and the flag stayed down. Just the consistency, and and that's what frustrates football fans. You know, I, I am you know, i not not gonna lie, I'm not a fan of officials at times, and I, it is, but it is a hard job. But sometimes just don't help themselves to me, and you can see why fans get frustrated. Um, I'll let Lee, being a ref, have his say on it now.
4: I mean, it's difficult. I mean, like I say, I, I I get tired of saying that because I'm a ref, I don't know it all. But one thing that I didn't understand today was both assistant referees seemed to be inconsistent from one another. You had Darren Can who Darren Can who's ref who's officiated on a World Cup final, by the way. Um, you had him sticking the flag up when Taiwo was marginally offside and later proved to be onside when he's through on goal. Now, to me, that's one of those perfect situations where very tight, I'll let it run. Um, But he didn't. So it kills the game and we don't get the chance to score. And, and had we scored in that situation and it comes back and it gets checked, he would have been onside. There's, there's clear footage that shows that one's onside. So that was a mistake, which, like Reese has just said, mistakes do happen. Players make mistakes, so do officials. All that fancy stuff. But then on the other end, the lino near us... Um, who my mate Rob, friend of the show, nicknamed Matt Hancock due to his receding hairline. What horrible nickname. I know. Um, he There was one where the ball's gone to Gibbs White, kind of approaching the corner flag. No one else is going to possibly get, get to that ball except for Gibbs White. The lino makes Gibbs White run probably 15 yards to touch the ball and then put the flag up. Why? It's completely... It's picky. You'll probably get a tick in a box for doing that, but it's completely picky. If I did that on my level, they'd just say, you busy sod. Um, probably to a bit strong words to a stronger effect but I mean come on It's it, 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 the game's got to go back to the supporters a little bit for a game going supporter the, the game as we know it in the Premier League has gone I mean I have spoke before about a Sheffield United fan who he was telling me about oh it's completely different in the Premier League it's absolutely rubbish because you can't celebrate goals and he's spot on every, every time anything happens today Gillick's got his finger on his ear or oh, we're checking something it, it just ruins it as a spectacle a little bit and I think it was just so, like I say, like Reese has just said, it's the inconsistency between the two today. Sometimes you get a set of officials that one week won't have given something that's been given a previous week, but today you actually had two assistant referees who were inconsistent to one another, and it just <laughs> it made it look absolutely farcical at times, I thought. The the was, is, one,
2: there was one in the second half, sorry, Reece, um, sorry. where Danilo, Danilo got the ball down on the right-hand side, looked to stop, and then... Yeah. Realized the whistle hadn't gone, so it carried on. And then the flag went, on. <laughs> I was just like, for
3: goodness sake, that it's true. It I just see it as like the, you know, the, these refs they've got to have some intelligence about them. Like, we that linesman in the first half will clearly see what our plan was. Vidal was playing with the high line, Tyro was literally trying to break that line time and time again. It's tight, so why is like flag happy and when it's so tight, getting it? putting it up for every single offside, I just didn't get. It. And that's where I'm saying, like, they're just not helping themselves at the minute. And it's it's just, this is the whole spectrum, VAR, the referee, it's just an absolute disaster at the minute. And like Lee said, it, the games, you know, when they brought VAR in, it was for, like, clear and obvious errors. At the minute, it's like being micromanaged and it, it's completely spoiling the game. It It, it really is.
4: Just fi- Just finally on the officials, what I would say about Jared Gillett is I don't think, and I've said this before about him, I don't necessarily think he's a particularly bad referee. I don't think he gives much at all. He kinda there was a couple early on where I thought, right, that's fine, but as long as you're not gonna give them as like although, you know, you're not gonna give them all game or you are gonna give them all game. And he was pretty with the ones he did give, he was pretty consistent, to be fair. But it tends to be with him that he tends to give the soft ones and then when it's like when Gibbs White was cleaned out near the dugout, so that's the most obvious yellow card I've ever seen, he just gave him a ticking off. Um hmm. I, don't know. I think that at some levels of football, he'd get a bit of respect for that. But at the top flight, that's a mandatory caution for me. And it, it's just little things. It, like I say, he just, he's one of them refs that when you get him, you think it's going to be a physical game today because he doesn't give a lot full stop, to be honest.
3: To be fair, I didn't think Gillett had that bad of a game. It was just the lies.
4: It was the assistant. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, assistant yeah. Today, and, it,
3: and it kind of makes him look bad. Like, um, If he's going to let the game flow... I- as a fan, as a spectator, that's kind of what you want. You don't want it where it's like rugby, where it's stop start because it yeah. just spoils the game. It's It stops and starts enough with, you know, VAR checks and that. So, the more the ball's in play and the more the game flows, yeah, I don't mind that.
2: Well, let's finish off the game analysis and, and Reese Mangala. Not only did he score um, a cracking effort, which I thought Martinez nearly saved, but how how poetic was it that it was on the forty seventh minute for Adam Johnson, who was obviously given um, tribute to unfortunately losing his life, uh, Nottingham Panthers player. But that Mangala's middle name is Johnson as well. Like it's like yeah. conspiracy theory, isn't it?
3: Yeah. But what yeah, a,
2: what what a, what a great way to start the second half, eh? It's
3: it's been quite a wholesome day, and in football, already today? obviously that. I mean, that was that was awful news. Um, I'm not going to make out a massive ice hockey fan but I've probably been a dozen times to watch the Panthers and that and so for that to happen it it was really really awful and and sad but yeah poignant that happened um similar with you know Luis Diaz scoring for for Liverpool um in terms of with his father and that being kidnapped which is also really sad as well so so yeah um in terms of the goal I mean, it was a great strike. And when Martinez saved it, I was literally saying to the people who are sit with, I was like, what a save that is. And then I literally turned away because I thought he pushed it over the bar. <laughs> uh, Today, kind of turned back. And I think the assistant might have put his flag up again, ironically, and waved it. And um, obviously, you could see the ref looking at his watch and then the signal pointing to the, the centre spot. Have,
2: so. has, have you has only, have you heard Hodgie's uh, commentary?
3: Yes, he was. Incredible. <laughs> he, he was literally like he'd put his winnings of his Maradona shirt. I think on Forest today. He literally was, yeah, first class, which is it's, it's brilliant. It, you love that, don't you? Because you know passionate commentator. I, I love that from Radio Nottingham. They've got a really good team: um, Hodge, Laws, and Colin Frey, and that, and David Jackson. But yeah, like like I said, I thought Martinez made a. A world class save because he is a really, really good goalkeeper and a World Cup winner, obviously. And I thought he just pushed it over, and then a few seconds later, we're, we're wheeling away, celebrating. I was like asking people what what just happened. So yeah. I'd I'd not seen it back until the highlights what had actually happened. And um, but yeah, that I mean, how many times have we said we need to come out the second half and start quickly? And usually we're on the other end of that. So for us to score so early on in the half and give us that two-goal cushion. I think that kind of took the wind out of Villa's sails a little bit. They kind of huffed and puffed, didn't they, I'd say, really? Because the the goalie, the goalie for us, he didn't have much to do, I'd say. Mm. There wasn't anything where I'd say, wow, what I'd say that is. He had a couple of saves, but they were pretty much meat and drink, I'd say, for him. So, yeah, perfect, perfect time school all around. And like you said, Adam, the... um. With the Panthers player passing away on that minute as as well. That was, yeah, lovely. Lovely touch. Yeah, I mean, um, that throws uh, Emery's team talk right out the window.
2: Early, obviously, 2 0 is not a fun scoreline for Forest um, this season. 2 0 at Man United, 2 0 against Luton, 2 0 against Villa. Then um, they seem to be right knocking on the door. And what, what, what do you think? Why do you think they couldn't break us down? Like, what do you think was that? I, I know, obviously, we could talk about the crowd a bit later on, but. What what do you think in terms of the setup made it hard for them to break us down?
4: Well, I think what Villa are very good at is getting in behind. Uh, they've got lots of pace, haven't they? I mean, I I said during the game, I don't, I don't think we'll see a team all season that's got a squad possessing so many players who are absolutely rapid. Um, I think Diaby's come out and said, kind of afterwards, they they kind of their game he didn't say that he's heavily reliant on it, but their game is, when they're effective, it's because they're getting in behind, they're getting Watkins in behind, they're getting DRB in behind. Um, And we didn't let him do that today, uh, partly because of how brilliant Moussa Niakate was. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be on the player reviews, so I'm not going to steal Reese's thunder potentially. Um, But yeah, um, that was one of the reasons. We just stood firm. I don't think, like Reese has just said, with the keeper, he didn't really have too many saves to make as such that you'd that you kind of think, oh, wow, that's a great save. Um, Yeah, I I guess it was probably a mixture, not to take anything away from our performance, I thought it was really good and really enjoyable, but I guess they probably did have a couple of their forwards who were a little bit off colour today, I guess. Um, Yeah, it was one of them where perhaps some other teams will be looking at Villa now um, and wondering if they're a little bit one-dimensional to the point of, if you stop them getting, you know, those quick players getting in behind, you can kind of stop them and and keep them at arm's length so yeah just a mixture of um, their players being perhaps a little bit off it uh, and our defenders being bang at it to be fair i don't know what you think reese but i
2: thought we we really suffocated the space and then like the pressing from the likes of dominguez and Elanga and and gibbs white was, was excellent wasn't it
3: yeah um i mentioned this on the pod last week about villa i know villa are flying at the minute but the away form hasn't been really good they've only beat Burnley away so far, and let's be honest. I think, aside from us and Lute, I think everybody's beat Burnley, haven't they? So, um, oh, and Chelsea, they beat as well, didn't they? And everyone's going to beat yeah. them this season, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have beat Chelsea, yeah, yeah, that's my mistake. But yeah, Chelsea, are Chelsea, aren't they at the minute? Uh, yeah, I, I really, this is something, especially in the first half, that press, um, from the midfield, Dominguez Sangare, especially was like pinning them into corners, um. And that's where we, we we forced some mistake where a one knee went through and the referee decided there was a foul. But um, th- th- it was just a performance based on hard work, desire, all the buzzwords you want to use, what you've got to dig in to win games today. I thought the old team showed that and you can literally say every player we played today started the game was a 7 out of 10 or a ball without a doubt, because it was just a proper, proper team performance. And that's all you can ask for. And we've we've showed, especially the first goal, a real piece of quality. bit fortunate with the second, but we do a bit of luck, aren't we? So we'll, we'll take that. And, um, yeah, it was just, yeah, I'm so pleased tonight because we needed it, didn't we? I said that to you at the end Adam when I saw it at the end we, we just proper needed it and um yeah hopefully now and look where we are in the league I think we're back we're up to 12th in the league it, it, just to feel good after that today just, it just makes your week so much better and um I'm so pleased.
2: Yeah Lee, Lee you must be thinking we might get Europe now because you flip-flapped so <laughs> much from from one end of the scale to the other it's unbelievable but we we need to talk about the crowd. I think Reese. I think you put the post up on our Twitter page, didn't you? About getting your scarves out and and getting the voices going. But I don't know if it's that siege mentality, Lee, about us being the underdog, almost that plays into our into our favor and kind of like then gets the crowd up. But I did think it helped that Ari Toffolo put a bit of a crunching tackle on Matty Cash and the staff as well. I think that gets everyone going, doesn't it? It's, a, it's an old fashioned thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was. Um... I don't think we're going to get Europe, by the way. Um, it was reverse <laughs> psychology. I always say it's reverse psychology. Oh yeah. Um, so tr- I, so I'm not dis- so I'm not definitely. disappointed when we do go and get a win. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. Um, I don't know what the actual question was. To be fair, I've, I've lost my. It, I, I was just
2: saying about the, the the supporters getting behind us and, and it being a siege mentality, really, because Villa are probably the the one of the fir- they're the first so called big club to come to the City Ground, aren't they?
4: Yeah, I think we was on about this in the group I go to the games with before the game. Um, and it's, I mean, you've said this before, Reese. I mean, how many away games did we go to last year where we all came back and said, oh God, the atmosphere is rubbish. It's all context. And I think it's its a lovely romantic idea that no matter who you're playing, you're going to have an atmosphere like today. But let us football doesn't work like that because, and the reason I say that, and I don't want this to sound snobbish or anything, but for games like Luton, for games like Burnley, for games like Sheffield United, who we've played so far, Brentford, even people will get tickets that don't get chance to get them very often. So I don't want to call them tourists because that's not fair. Everyone's a Forest fan and everyone has a a divine right to go to a game if they can get a ticket. But with that, there does come if you've not been to a game for five, ten years, even two or three years, the atmosphere has changed considerably. So that has an impact. And not only that, but the atmospheres were probably pretty poor last year when we went to places because. Why would a team like Tottenham or a team like Arsenal get up for a game like Forest? Oh, great, we're going to win 5-0, we're sick of scoring, um, as it was last year. Uh, it's the same with us. When we play Luton, when we play Burnley, it's not going to be as as, as loud. And that's just the nature of the beast. Um, but yeah, I mean, you saw it today. As soon as we scored, Villa fans were really quiet. They're losing to Forest, who have not won for six games. And again, it's a romantic idea. Oh, you should back your team. You should, but people don't. Um, So, yeah, it was good to hear that we were a bit louder and I thought in the the closing stages, I think there was a a few nerves when we could see Cooper kind of, he didn't, I don't think he really wanted to roll the dice for the subs today, but there was just so much fatigue knocking about, I think, in in certain players' legs that he had to, he had to look at his bench. So, it was good to see that the fans kind of didn't moan and groan and think, oh, here we go again, he's making subs. and they got behind the team. I actually think the best thing that Cooper deserves praise for today is getting them back up to play like that after such a drab performance at Liverpool. Um, because the training ground must have been a, a pretty bleak place because it was, it was such a poor performance and it's six games without a win. Uh, so for him to work and get them committed to a game plan that was as effective as that today, I thought he deserves uh, a lot of credit for.
2: Yeah, I mean, I actually thought he got his substitutions right. I mean, I mean, Christian will hate me for this, but Nico Williams was brilliant against yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Leon God. Bailey in the second when he come
3: on. Wasn't he <laughs> the, All the all the subs looked ready for it today. The, the problem with the looting game was it didn't. Yeah, um, yeah, Williams did really well when he come on. I agree with you.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was great to see Danilo back. Of course.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So let's yeah. get into some slept on it thoughts, guys.
0: Red side of the Trent. <laughs> slept on it thoughts.
2: So, uh, Sir Jake, the Brit, slept on it, Forts Is Cooper still getting the sacked? Do Forest know how to not be offside? Derby are doing well. Uh, Dan Maltby, Toffolo for me, for the man of the match, thought he was absolutely superb. Uh, Max, uh, to hold on that length of time and be that defensively solid was fantastic to see. Right subs made at the right time. Man of the match, near Kate, and a shout out to Nuke who was fantastic for the last time when he came on. Uh, Alex Oates, uh, much better today. Early goal really set the tone for both the team and the crowd. Atmosphere was the best it's been this year. One you needs to keep fit because we're a different animal when he's in there. Midfield exceptional, but a shout out to Harry Toffolo. So, so solid. Johnny Ancliffe, everyone in a red shirt put a shift in. Ain't a man of the match, but Nia was immense. Same as Murillo. Midfield free, very good. Carl Booth, fantastic performance from all the team today. All the back line were immense. Great to have Taiwo and Danilo back. Mangala, Dominguez, unbelievable in the middle. Feel for the lad on the pipe, but doing the last post before the team consoled him. Yeah, we've all mentioned that. That's great. Uh, Broken Britain. The defence was outstanding. Neokate, Aynad, Hoffalo, Murillo. Massive three points. Morgan Gibbs-White found his position. Keep him there. One is just as dangerous at a very welcome return. Delight, a great We're not sure. I agree with the Morgan Gibbs White positional play there. Uh, my mate Reese Coy, solid all over the pitch today. A proper team performance, keeping a few a free scoring Villa at bay. Midfield free, fantastic. The key now is consistency. Consistency, get a rhythm going, and the top of the ten, of the bottom ten is easily achievable. Uh, Last few, Premier Elliott, best team performance of the season. Just goes to show if you work hard against any team, then we are capable of beating anyone. Also, well done to the young man performing the last post in front of 29,000, which isn't easy and was great for the players to show him love. Uh, Osh Jones shows how one win can change the entire outlook of a season. Doom and gloom a couple of weeks ago, 12th and above Chelsea today. Coops will make mistakes but he's learned from them today bold aggressive starting 11 took the game to him to at they all performed fantastically well and uh, last but no means least is our very own christian as we as he couldn't make it today uh, most forest thing ever to take four points from Luton and villa the wrong way around outstanding work effort today spider team were immense cooper made the right cause and it showed huge huge win uh, yeah thank you very much for getting us all in uh, as usual Sorry we can't read them all out um, we get flooded with them, so it's brilliant. So thank you for that interaction. So we're gonna get into some player performances. And Lee, you was absolutely wrong. I wasn't gonna give Reese me a cut. I'm giving it to you, pal.
4: Excellent. Um yeah, I was hoping you were <laughs> gonna do actually. Um yeah, what a performance. I mean, I used to say about Tobias Figueredo that if you threw him a br- he went through a phase wave, if you threw a brick at him, he'd had the Thing <laughs> yeah back. he was brilliant <laughs> um he was amazing at that and i thought nia kate I, I have to say that i don't think willy bolly's done a great deal wrong um to to lose his place but um i guess with nia kate he's probably just a, a, a in terms of what he brings defensively he's probably got a similar skill set to to bolly and he's just a bit younger isn't he so um yeah it's such a good performance commanding um leadership you could see him barking orders Everything you'd want from a centre-half, to be fair. Um, a centre-half who is competent giving instruction to his teammates whilst still doing his own job, effectively, is um, a very admirable trait. Um, and I think, yeah, I hope he can stay fit because that is, as we know, the biggest worry with Nia Kate. Um But yeah, so fingers crossed he can stay fit. Um, but yeah, on that performance, he's head and shoulders above probably anything else we've got at centre-back, I think.
2: I personally thought he was that was his best game in a forest shirt since he's joined. So fair play to Moussa Niakate. Um, Reese, I'm going to give you the most ratty man in our midfield, and it's Nico Dominguez. And I love him,
3: oh, not Sangare. Thank God for that. Um, he was actually good today. I must say. He was, he was. Um, yeah, collectively and individually, I thought at midfield three um, was excellent today. I mean, I put um, a post yesterday on my Twitter, what exploded a little bit with people, you know, good debates and that. And thankfully for me, after putting the two pence on the line, it, it paid off today because, yeah, as I said, I thought they were all excellent. And Dominguez, yeah, it, it's just, it's I can't swear, can I? But it's just a, a, a little Argentinian is what I was saying. To him. They're just nasty, aren't they? In South America, they've got that little nasty street-like Simeone kind of identity back in the day. And yeah, he, he was everywhere. I think I think I read the stats that he completed. I think it was eight tackles today, which is ridiculously high numbers. Um, yeah, he's a he's a really good player. You know, he had a, he had an off week last week as a few of us did. Back on it today, and was excellent. And I want that midfield free person to stay together because I think. I think they're improving as a unit personally. Um the only disappointment was for Dominguez, he shanked that chance, didn't he? When mm-hmm. he had quite a lot of time to fear, could have took a touch. I get why he hit it first time because in the fast flow of the move, but yeah, he's been he's been um he's been a really good signing so far. And um yeah, long may it continue. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. And I know some people have, um, some fans have gone with who went the other way and in Froiler And I personally didn't mind Froile. but I can see why people are saying it's an upgrade because it definitely is. Um, yeah, a good. Bit of, that seems a really good bit of business that does.
4: If I could just jump in on Dominguez as well, I think the biggest compliment I can give him is you talk about players being up for a big game. I think if if Dominguez finished with eight tackles from today, I reckon he made four of them in the first twenty minutes. He he, he started absolutely unbelievable. That um, that
3: I'm mentioning you know, it that press where us was really pressing Villa and that there was like he was a bit like a hot potato for Villa and that that was excellent. That was really nice to see. That was
2: he had a nice chance in the second half where. Typical Tyro Woundy style where he bundles his <laughs> yeah, way and it, and it yeah, forced it, him, and it's just unfortunate he yeah. doesn't quite get it in the corner, does not get quite wrapped yeah, his foot I mean, around yeah, it. But yeah, the thing with Dominguez, is like I don't know, his heat map must be ridiculous because he's yeah. just absolutely everywhere. I've never seen I mean, I mean he must have been cream crackered when they took him off because he, he he ran his socks off and 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 he he's been brilliant and I love him. I just it's just a shame his name's a bit like too many syllables for a song at the moment. Someone so I'm sure someone will think of some of one for him eventually. But I was going to mention Ola Aina because I thought obviously got mad of the match in the stadium. I wasn't quite sure about that. but I thought he was he was brilliant as well, like Luca Dean and and um, Zaniolo in the first half and then. Uh, I think Diaby or um, and John Bailey. McGinn kind of uh, like Bailey, or they all kind of like kept changing, didn't they? And he dealt with every single one of them, and then well, he went I mean, to left. Then he went to left back for a bit, and then did really well. And then Rosaniero
3: then... got hooked in at time I think I read on Twitter he was had the ball taken off him four times in the first half. I think that was the highest of any player in a half this season, something like yeah. that.
2: And and for Olorena to come in on a on a free transfer from Torino, I mean. That is some strike for a right back. I mean, we've had some right backs in, in the last few seasons who have done similar sort of magic, magical things. But yeah, for a free for a freebie, he seemed like a good got a good good head on his shoulders, good attitude, and I liked his interview afterwards where he's just he's just basically a big team player. So my hats off to to Olerena. But I mean, this has not been the longest pod, guys, because there's only the three of us. So we'll get into West Ham immediately. Um, they 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 they've been a bit on a bit of a struggle, though they they won emphatically in in the week against Arsenal. But Lee, what's your thoughts about the West Ham game at the London Stadium?
4: Well, I think I don't like the term free hit in the Premier League, and given how close we are to them in the league, um, it's obviously a massive chance for us now to keep climbing the league. So, um, what I would say is if we'd got four points, well, we have got four points from Villa and Luton. Um, if we'd got them in the other order, we'd be saying, oh yeah, we can go to West Ham now and and do our stuff and have a go. So now we've got those points. I think everything that's happened before this point is kind of forgotten. Uh, We've had a good win against a good side um, and there's no reason why we can't really go there and and cause them problems. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously Will Cooper wants us to be quite so... Maybe expansive if you like on the on the road. I'm not sure will he want to revert back to the three. I don't know. Um, so yeah, but I, like you say, that they're in their form is pretty sporadic at the minute, isn't it? I mean, well, they've, I they've
2: they, not won in five games. In I was just going to
4: say, I was just going to say they've got 14 points, haven't they? Weren't they top for a little bit after at the end of August or something? So they're, they're clearly not in great form, aren't they? Um, so yeah, I think um, probably a little bit. Of, there might be a little bit of trouble in the the camp as well with the the uh, Antonio and. Uh, ben Rama thing I saw yesterday. Um, mm. So who knows? I, I don't know. It'll it'll certainly crank the pressure up on Moyes and the team if um, if we can go there and score as early as we did today. Um, but again, you've called me for flip flopping, so that would be. I'm on already. On, <laughs> I'm already on about going to West Ham and scoring early like we did today. So yeah, it, it's certainly an interesting game now, and it's in. It's football is such a weird sport in the sense of. I got up for the game today and thought, looking forward to going to the game, seeing the lads and all that, this, that and the other. But I'm not overly expecting we'll get a result. Now we've got one, it's like, please be next Sunday. I want, I want to see how we're going to get on. So, yeah, bring it on
2: it's it's so it's so funny how a result just changes your mood i mean it makes the week so much sweeter doesn't it reese obviously when you talk to him when you're like oh forest Wood and you couldn't care about anything else in the world so going to West Ham, what what are your thoughts where do you think like key battles kind of lie and and, and that sort of thing because their midfield has obviously had a revamp with with ward prowse and Edison. uh is it alvarez isn't it and then obviously sujek they're all big them two, especially, are big, big gits.
3: <laughs> yeah, and they've got they've got kudos as like an attacking-minded player, they, as well. Um, he scored a cracker in the week, didn't he? Yeah, he's a good was player it yesterday? He, is. he scored like an uh, overhead yeah. kick of the day, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's a really good player. He is. Um... <laughs> that, I'm not looking was... forward to Ward
2: Prowse pieces.
3: Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at West Ham's foreman. they've not won in the last four, with and they've lost the last three in the league. So, yeah. Um, just last looking, five, you
2: include Newcastle, and in that's well, they drew. So
3: yeah, they they play in they play, in, um, they play in midweek against our sister club in the Europa League. And well, they so, lost um, the reverse
2: fixture last week. So, yeah, yeah,
3: it's a shame they won in Greece because that would have gave them a bit of travelling rather than being at home, which is a shame. But I'm just looking after the played Europa League games this season. So the first game they played, lot, they that went and lost to Liverpool straight after. The second game they played they then drew in Newcastle and after Olympiacos they lost to Everton at home which is probably a bit close to home for us. So, yeah, it's going to be... Um... Hopefully not like last year where we completely went under when I think John Joe Shelby got brought off, didn't he? And yeah. was it like 70th minute nil-nil? It finished 4-0. Um yeah. and it was that was a horrible away day. And it makes me glad I'm not going back there on Sunday. What's happened with Ben Rama and Antonio? Not, I've not seen that. I don't I don't
4: actually know. I'm not I do not actually know i am not do not know what that Yeah. So, is, if there's anything. so the cross comes over, I'm not sure who crosses it. It's kind of be everyone. Um, and it's it's literally going to go on to Ben Rama to just to slot it in with his left foot. Antonio slides ahead of him with his right foot and puts it past the post. Much oh, I thought he basically I, takes I, it off of Ben Rama's foot.
3: Uh, I One saw that. I thought he was on about then. they'd had a scrap. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> thought it had a bit of. Um...
4: Yeah, I they had a bit. You know what? Room, you so. know what players are like in that situation. They, yeah. they just had a bit of a not a set two, but a bit of a.
3: Yeah, the, there was back. one today for us, for example, where Gibbs White didn't hold his line and then blamed Sangar. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Same <Sango>, I think, <laughs> took it past him again. Side him really well, clipped it as fast as he could, and Gibbs White blamed him for that um, when he didn't hold his line. which a find, quite amusing at the time, but. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's going to be another game where we're underdogs. West Ham will be the favourites. I'm pretty sure that with the bookies. The problem with the underdogs is we haven't got the home crowd behind us this time because it definitely ramped up today, didn't it, with that underdogs tag, um, for sure, Adam, like you said. But, um, go on, what was your question again? What was you saying? Just saying,
2: where do you think the key battles lie with with West Ham? And, like, where, where do you... You have to kind of stop like Bowen, Benrama, Paqueta and and Antonio really, but mainly yeah. Bowen, Piquetta, and, and Ben for me really. Antonio well, well, is kind of one of them where where I think, Bolly and near, uh, Bolle, or Bolly, near Cate or Marillo will will give him a good run for his money for, in terms hmm. of his physicality. Yeah,
3: he's he's on form into Jared Bowen. I think is it is it six in a row he scored in the way, away from home games. I think they were saying on Soccer Saturday yesterday. So. Um, he's definitely one to watch because he'll want to play his way into the I know he got in the last squad thing. Nobody but he'll want to be on that plane to Germany come the summer so he'll be looking to keep that up he's a very good player like I said I really like Kudos as well Um, but from our perspective you know Alango against Kufal I think will be a good battle because I'm not the biggest fan of Kufal he, he's not the quickest so that's somewhere we could probably get at um, he actually got the second
2: most assists this season you know Kufal
3: Oh, has he? I mean, <laughs> pro- it, from like a defensive aspect, I don't think he's the quickest, is he? Because, you know, like we saw to their we had them little one-twos against Matty Cash and they were causing them all sorts of problems. Mm. And we, we scored the first goal from down that side after seven minutes, I think it was. So that, that, that could be an interesting battle. Something what we didn't have last season when we went to... The taxpayer stadium as um it's called <laughs> um is, is tyro one fit once we we, play, we kind of played with chris wood and was a bit all over the place so hopefully tyro's um fine I, I think today he just got brought off because he's probably shattered Wanted to bless him as was a few players to be fair i agree with lee i don't think cooper wanted to change wanted to change it but it was kind of needs must wanted because we were going down with cramp and we did look a bit fatigued towards them because we put that much effort into the game so yeah, it's going to be, um, as I said again, I've to myself, but they'll be the favourites. But it's a game I think, I think we can go and get a result because they're on a bad run of form. Hopefully we can take some confidence from this game and yeah, we'll, we, we can, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens come next Sunday. Do you want to prediction? Yeah, why not? Why are you still here? Um I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I like let me, Do I let like my head or my heart rule rule me? Um, you know what? I'm gonna go for a one 0 forest win. seeing as they're they're playing in Europe this week, let Maranakis' side tire them out and kick them yeah. all over the shop. Yeah, kick them all over. <laughs> kick them all over the place. That'd be nice. But yeah, what? Well, why not? After today. You know, like you say, Adam, it completely changes your mood. I mean, I've got. I've got two Grand Ops lined up this week, and when you've when my actual team's lost, you think oh, I'm fed up with football. I, I can't be asked of it, but it's giving me a little bit more excitement now. So Where
2: where are you going? Let the let the listeners and viewers know where you're <laughs> well, going to, this week. For well,
3: Tuesday, I'm heading down to Brighton Way. So there is a few options. and uh, I've got to make my mind up. And um, Thursday I'm going to watch Rangers against Sparta Prague. Oh wow. I'm in Glasgow for work so I've managed to get a ticket for that so I'm really excited for that one I'll be good at Ibrox I I best not say I prefer Celtic (laughs) (laughs) You just did Yeah well I don't think any Rangers fans are going to be watching this pod thankfully so yeah that should be a crack I I mean the atmospheres at both old firm clubs in Europe are something to behold so I'm quite looking forward to that one and it's a game where Rangers really should be probably looking at winning but I'm not a podcaster, so we'll move on. Lee, score prediction?
4: Uh, before I do my score prediction, I've got a little shout out. Um, so, halfway through the second half today, we were discussing a, a VAR decision, uh, and the gentleman in front of me, called Jan, uh, turned around and asked me if I was on a podcast. It's the first time it's ever happened, and it's made my afternoon. Um, so, uh, just like. Did you, say, tell your thanks...
2: when you got... Did you tell your missus when you got <laughs>
4: home? I've told everyone, I've texted everyone. <laughs> <when I work. laughs> Um, so, yeah, I just uh, thought I'd give him a little shout-out. Um, I'm actually going to go for the ultimate flip-flop and I think we're going to win as well. Um,
3: <laughs> it's amazing what a good result does.
4: I don't know. I just It's a number of factors. Do you know what? If, if Villa had been in Europe before they played us, I might have predicted a more positive result than I actually did uh, last week. Uh, but I do think these uh, Europa League nights can cause some teams' problems. Um Yeah. I'm going to go for, oh, I don't know. Did you say one nil, Reese? I did, yeah. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go 2-1. I don't think we'll keep them out. I think they will score at home, um, just with the Ward-Prowse factor from the set pieces as well. Um, that said, John McGinn's got pretty decent delivery, hasn't he? And we've kind of dealt with well, that I'm, one today.
2: And Douglas Luiz.
4: Yeah, exactly. So then they were going under the crossbar. Their corners, weren't they? So I don't think there's anything to to worry about there. Um, Watching him get five assists next week against us now. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'll go. I'll go for two-one. Um, I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a good game. Actually, I think it'll be quite open. Um, yeah, looking forward to. it. I,
2: I've tried to ask Christian for for a but he must be in transit of flying home from yeah, I think he off, so. so 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 I've not got one for him. Um, He's for, going for me, as I'm, well. Yeah, Christian's going to be our man on the ground. Um, at the oh, we calls them Essex. They're not even in bloody Essex, are they? They well, like
3: it's because they're the closest, closest te- London team in that way, isn't it? Because bloody called like... West Ham in East End. I oh, think yeah. it's because like they're the closest to like the Amelad and what kind of runs down the east side. No, of I, know, I know, I know, I know why yeah. I call. I
2: know, I know why yeah. I call them Essex. I used to drive past it a lot um, on the way to work when I used to work down that way. But yeah, no, I think I'm going to be a bit more on the fence. Unfortunately, I do think. I think we'll get a result. I think we'll get a draw. I think a score draw of, of 1-1 will be my prediction. Just because I think it's a game where you think we can get a, go get a result and there's no reason why we can't. I just That's just my feeling that we might go get a point. And it, and it wouldn't be a bad point. A point on the road in the Premier League is still very, very good. But it's been a very good day all round. And, and just, I think everyone... Go on.
3: Just before we end, Adam, can I give you a player performance? Yeah, go on then. What about what do you think with the goalkeeper coming in? What did you make of him?
2: He's a, lot him tall. He's a lot taller than I thought he would be. He's really like okay. but I I, lo- I love a goalkeeper that wears a short sleeve. It means they think they can play yeah. outfield as well. Proper,
3: proper continental Europe vibes in that short well, sleeves. share.
2: Yeah. I, I generally think that means they think they can play outfield. They're like, Yeah, <laughs> I, can pl- I could do a job in midfield. No, I thought he was confident he 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 punched a few balls away, which I thought was the right decision, and then he and he claimed one later later doors and and most yeah. of the most of the saves he made, like you said, Reece, were fairly routine. So, and a uh, Cooper came out on his press on his um, press conference on his post match interview with Colin Frayne, saying he hasn't dropped Turner because of the mistake he made at Liverpool. It was a. Uh, Just a feeling of of like game, and I was like, You, you, I get what you're doing there, you're just protecting the player at the end of the day, which I absolutely admire. And and that's that's good good management in the media, but yeah, he's dropped him because
3: he's had a few howlers. Yeah, you do do that behind closed doors, you don't want to disclose to the media because when you do that with Colin Frey, I think you'll be fine because Colin's a nice guy, but when you're talking about the mainstream media. You know, you, you see. That's why Art, Arteta made a a mess of himself, saying he was going to have two number ones when it, that just wasn't going to be the case, was it? And the yeah. media's always on it now. Nah, if Ryan makes a mistake, like he got caught under the ball yesterday, the cameras always panning to Ramsdale. You just you just don't want that.
2: Yeah, I mean, next week against West Ham with with like War Prowse's threat, it's going to be really interesting to see how he gets on there because obviously Suchek, Zuma, Alvarez. Um, who's the other big bugger at centre half? They've got um, Egard, uh, Sufan. Yeah. They're all. Mad. They're a big team, West Ham. So it'll be interesting mm. to see how he gets on then. But I, I fully expect us to be very organised from set pieces. as We he were played today, the so guy so.
3: yesterday. We was linked with the Greek guy. Um, oh
2: my my wrapping up. He scored a yeah. goal, didn't
3: he? Yeah, I'm not. Sure. I didn't want to butcher his name, so like you had a go. <laughs> I
2: did forget. I did forget to do one. Other slept on it for so I do apologize for this really late one because you've last me up. But, um, I've made friends with NFFC all over the world, I've made friends with Chris, who's over there, he loves our podcast and, and, and he gives us a lot of love on their pod. Um, but I just want you to say this is from Chris from all, from us for us all over. He says, The big picture is that Cooper outclassed Emery. Massive shout that is. He set out his strategy and trusted the place, execute his centre back pairing was perfect, subs well timed. Uh, and then he said, Uh, my flood the middle approach paid off, and Christian will be happy that Nico Williams had a good defensive game, even for 10 minutes. Um, but no, yeah, what what this is a great week to be a Forest fan. Uh, Forest Derby obviously, Derby, Derby, reunited. Derby, Derby <laughs> fluffed their lines in the FA Cup against crew. Um, big side,
3: yeah. big side. Yeah, Fantastic. but did you see there was two to look with one minute to go crew and still drew?
2: I, it doesn't matter, they still yeah, flustered. It's it. It
3: annoying, yeah.
2: But <laughs> no, um, thank you very much if you got in touch with us for the slept on It thoughts. Um, well done, City Ground crowd. We've 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 de- de- debunked the whole myth that we've, we're a crap atmosphere. <laughs> um, hope everyone has a good week and we'll see you for a preview in midweek. Come on, you Reds.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.